This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast, the podcast where we go behind the scenes and check in with the community members, find out what Rock's been up to, and uh, get you all up to date on the latest. We are so excited to have some special guests with us here today. Um, We have the Healthy Growing Leaders team, which you've probably run into at the conference before. And if not, you definitely need to make sure you do that uh, the next time around. And we're here to talk assessments. So welcome, Greg and Dave. Welcome. Thank you. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're very excited to have you here. Uh, we always have such excellent conversations with you and to be able to share that with the community, I think is going to be extremely uh, advantageous as they're planning. How do we engage with people in 2021? So let's kick this off with, first of all, I, I'd love to have uh, John, if you don't mind mentioning one of the themes that we're trying to get to this year that will help uh, with people engaging more with rock and learning more about things. Yeah. So. In 2021, we're going to be adding, like we always do, lots of features to Rock. But I think it's more important, actually, to start using all the features that are actually in Rock. There's uh, a theme for 2021 is identifying those uh, features and really trying to highlight them. Things like following, that's a huge, powerful feature that only a few churches I know of are using. Uh, But I think the assessments are another Mm -hmm. one of those. They're an amazing tool set, uh, easy to take. I mean, the thought that you could send out literally a thousand disk tests to people and it automatically have them put into your system that you can then report on and you look at through groups. It, it It's just amazing. And for free. I mean, that used to be something you'd have to right. pay 15 bucks an assessment for. Boom, you have it for free. That is an amazing thing. Why anybody, why everybody's not using this feature, you know, blows my mind. I know it's such a high value. Uh, Greg and Dave, we worked together for a long time to try and add this valuable tool inside Rock. Tell us a little bit about the background on that. Well, I just want to say to you, John, that I I've, I wish we they could send it a thousand people and pay us fifty bucks a head like they pay us on our website because that'd be fifty thousand dollars revenue that we would get. I'd love that. But well, the they could still do that. You, They're still <laughs> you could still send money. That's a good point. Oh, no, no. Good point. <laughs> no, but I I just think it, it is. I just use that to illustrate that it is such a, a the the instruments themselves because they're free on on Rock is uh, I think so often overlooked as well. These are you know, not that quality or whatever it may be. But the reality is we charge $150 for those same instruments, that suite of instruments on our website, identical, exact same instruments, different outputs, as you know, a little bit different reports, but mm-hmm. exact same instruments. Um, and, and you know, I, we have developed, I've been working in this area since, uh, well, it's been the last 30, 35 years that I've worked in this area of assessments and developing assessments. And the, and the cool things that I have always found is that once you help people understand what their real as I call their A game, what they're really good at, and you free them up to do that and not as much worry about the things they're not good at. Now, we all have to do things we're not good at. It's part of our roles and jobs. We understand that. But the reality is once I, and that's what really got me motivated about developing assessments. Dave and I have have just had a lot of fun. I love working with Dave as a teammate because we're able to see the lights come on when people understand. This is how I'm wired. And 
whether they're st- whether they're staff, whether they're congregants, wh- who, no matter where they fit in a congregation, for people in a congregation to say, well, you don't, we're not asking you because you're a female to serve in the nursery, but you've got some phenomenal leadership gifts, for instance. So we're going to ask you to lead and so on. Yeah. I've just, it's been so cool to see people get unleashed. So that's that's what gets me excited about assessments. I don't know, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, it really is. And what's fun is when we're able to be at the Rock Conference, I know back in the old days when we could actually gather and stuff, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, we see a lot of, we hear a lot of really good uh, feedback from guys that are there. Like these are, these are really going to be helpful in us kind of uh, helping people kind of know how they're wired and what they're all about, which uh, from my perspective is really important as, as a guy that was a connection pastor in particular, yeah. really being able to help people identify their wiring for me would, would have been just incredibly helpful in developing the teams and, and figuring out how to bring somebody on and know what, you know, if they're coming in as, you know, this hard driving, always winning on conflict profile, all these things, you know, I'm, I'm going to have an idea of who I'm talking to. And, you know, out of, you know, maybe, you know, when I was at a large church, I mean, I had a hundred or so programs that I was responsible for as a connections pastor. And so I, I would love to have had that advantage to be able to say, okay, here's a hard driving, always going to win person coming, setting up an appointment to tell me how I need to do my job. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be nice to have that little bit of insight before it actually, that meeting actually happened. Right. And we use your tools internal to our organization. So right. as we bring new people in and they're interviewing, we have them take the assessments. Uh, and then we talk to them and say, hey, compared to your, your assessments, compared to the team, this is how you're going to feel uh, different. You're very extroverted. You're going to feel like it's a monastery here. And that's OK. Right. And you're going to some of us are going to be like, wow, we, we can't get a word in edgewise. And that's OK. But this is how you're going to feel. This is how we're going to feel. And, and it doesn't rule anybody out. It just helps us understand that first day and how it's going to, uh, how they're going to relate to us and we're going to relate to them. Definitely yeah, sets it, healthy expectations. And, and John, what you just said was it's not going to rule anybody out. Mm-hmm. That's what we hear a lot. People are concerned that this is going to be this flag waving. Oh, you, you're not qualified mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas it really is. And I'll let Greg talk to this, but we know everybody is, is so wonderfully made in this. So, and we're all complex and so the more we understand that about ourselves and about other people, the better we can see how God has wired them. Definitely. Now you keep using the term wiring and I want to just pull back for that in a minute and say the, the suite of tools that you have inside rock is you call it the true wiring suite. It's on your website. It's inside the rock instance. Can you uh, list for us the assessments that you have in there and what each of them kind of measures? Yeah, let me do that. In fact, let me give you a little background first. And, and it's, it's really interesting. I had had these disparate assessments that I had worked on, as I said, for 35 years. And um, But it was after meeting you guys that you said, well, can you put them together in a kind of a sweet thing? That's where True Wire really came from. I mean, it was in our conversations with you guys. So I want to thank you because you have forever changed our lives and our ministry because it's it was just the dialogue the discussion with you to say yeah we need to put this together in a suite and, and god just really used you so i want to thank you in that um but the one of the things as dave said I, you know psalm 139 says we're fiercely and wonderfully made and god was in us he formed us while yet in our mother's womb and uh we talk about hardware that i think that you talk about someone's true wiring it involves both hardware and software 
Now, hardware, just like your phone or you know my computer, we don't change the hardware unless you you, you get a new one. And it's the same way. God was with us and he formed us while we were in our mother's womb. And so certain instruments measure your hardware, certain ways you've been construed and will be construed to act your entire life. Um, disc is one of those. Disc measures your behavior. Um, it's And, uh, you know, my kids, you know, as soon as they were born, I could pretty much identify <laughs> the <laughs> passive one, the aggressive one. I mean, you know, there are certain attributes you can pretty much see. And... Um, it's, it's, it's so fun to watch them blossom more fully in that, but it's, that's the hardware and there's certain aspects of us are, are hardwired in. Then there's software and in that same passage in Psalm 139, David says, and yet all the days of my life were written in your book before one of them took place. You ordained, he said, all those days of my life. And so it's really interesting that God has scripted us and sculpted us through all the days of our life. And so for me, we call that software. You know, we're hardwired in some certain ways and that way we don't change, but we're also software. There's software that got certain events, significant family uh, family of origin issues, certain uh, traumatic defining moments in our life have scripted us in certain other ways, certain other environments. And so some of that is 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 like software in your phone. You can upgrade. You, you can do that some of the software. And we have things like emotional intelligence, which is another instrument that we measure on. Um, the true roaring suite and eq measures basically four things how well do you articulate your how well are you aware of your emotions how well do you articulate those in the moment how well where you have other people's emotions and how well do you do, do they articulate do you allow them to articulate their emotions in the context of of your relationship so it measures those four things and a couple others but it measures basically the person's ability to access emotions as well as cognitive portions of the brain and express that so that's the that's the eq that's entirely software and that can be changed. Those are simply skill sets that can be changed. And so as Dave alluded to earlier, these instruments aren't used to be beat up anyone, but it's yeah. to say, you know, and I always say every instrument has a margin of error, even the ones that I develop, they all can have, they have an error built into them. And so, you know, just because someone scores high or low or even anywhere on any instruments doesn't mean that's exactly what they are. So I always confirm in the person's life with what the score says. Mm. Um, so that's the emotional intelligence. Now motivators are, are another, um, kind of, and, and I'll call those firmware. I apologize for getting it a little too complicated, but motivators are those, those internal drivers. You may be a D and an I on the disc, but look entirely different from another D and I. Um, and why? Well, it's because there's certain motivators, certain drivers inside of you that cause you to, that drive that D and I behavior. And so motivators are more internal and there's 22 motivators. They fall into four basic themes and it's directional. Do you want to, you know, you, you want to influence the direction of the organization? Are you motivated to fulfill your position? Are they positional? Are you relational is your third theme? And, you know, are, are you motivated to build healthy relationships? And fourthly, intellectual, are you motivated to, to use the gray matter that God's given you in some ways and use that for, for expediting the kingdom? So the motivators are kind of not clearly because I've seen motivators change dramatically because mm. of experiences in people's lives. Hmm. So they're not, not clearly software or for, or hardware, they're kind of in between. And the other two instruments that are in, in the, in the suite, uh, one is conflict profile. Dave alluded to that a moment ago. How do you handle conflict, which is directly related to EQ. I can give you a little hint there. <laughs> Person, people who have higher EQ tend to handle conflict differently than those who don't have EQ. Uh, but that's very, very helpful. Especially I can't tell you how many times I've been called into church board meetings because of conflict between a pastor and a staff and the board and staff or pastor. And it's purely over 
the conflict profile. And the last one is a fairly common one that most of us know about, which is spiritual gifts. And the difference, I, I always say, the difference between spiritual gifts and motivators, they're very similar, but motivators, all the items of motivators are about life in general. So it's about how you're motivated and driven to act in life in general. All the items on the spiritual gift instrument are all about working within the body, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Sometimes they're different, sometimes they're the same. Sometimes they align and sometimes they're different. It's not, doesn't matter what's good or, doesn't make it good or bad, it just means that they're different. So those are the five instruments. That's so interesting that you can slice that up in five different ways. And I bet that's not a, an exhaustive list of all the ways you could look at someone <laughs> no. um, to understand them. No, in fact, I, I just got home from Chicago last night and and they, um, I, I, a number of churches hire me to come in and, and to do full day assessments on senior level staff. And I use 13 different instruments, wow. but five, oh, wow. five of those are the true wiring, five of the true wiring. And then I use another eight more to, to parse those up. And that, it's simply because we're so complicated. That's one of the reasons I have difficulty when someone uses any instrument. I don't care what's an Enneagram, a disc, a Myers-Briggs to describe a person as, oh, you're an SC. Well, no, there's so much more than an SC. Yeah. Right, Emily? You're much more than an SC. <laughs> I don't think I am an SC. <laughs> but what, I'm an SC. What, oh, yeah. <laughs> but SC it's true. It is true. So there isn't a good or a bad of any of these. And there are so many right. ways to look at things. Um, do you feel like when someone learns more about themselves, I imagine that they interact with other people differently. But do you think they perceive themselves differently if they've never taken these before? Yes. I'd say a lot of the time, other than yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I say a, a lot of the times, you know, we see the light really come on in their eyes and what they, they're able to have language now that, it, that explains why they act the way, why they behave the way they behave. Um, and anytime you can give somebody language and words to help describe the way that they're feeling in the moment, it really is beneficial to them to be able to do that. You know, so if I take all five of these instruments in rock and and I understand how they relate to each other, then I can then I now have language to describe. You know, if, if I really uh, I mentioned that in conflict profile, if, if I have this tendency to want to win all the time or if I have a tendency to always yield and just give up just like whatever you guys can do it. And I can see that now I have language to say that. I can see that. Oh, look, I, now I know why I feel this way. And, and it helps me articulate that, uh, which will then serve me as an individual, but it all obviously, obviously will serve the church as well. For sure. What are some of the ministry applications that you see? You both have pastoral roles. I, I imagine you have some really incredible insights into that. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's interesting for me that First of all, and, and I do find a number of rock churches are using it for staff selection staff, especially during this COVID time. Mm-hmm. A lot of staff are being reassigned. What a better way to help reassign responsibilities and to look at where are your where are your strengths? Let's figure out how we got we have to reassign because of, of COVID and some of the limitations. So how are we going to do that? Where does that fit? And this is, you know, the instruments are wonderful to help look at that uh, for staff selection, staff assignments, ministry roles. But small group leaders, I, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, training small group leaders, helping leaders understand their own wiring tremendously helps them be more patient and empathetic and understanding of the people in their groups. Um, the same thing with, as we talk about, you know, children's ministries, we talk, I mean, I don't care in any ministry across the church, from my perspective, 
and, and I just want to add this to what Dave said earlier. When we do these assessments on people and they oftentimes it's not like we're telling them something they don't know, but we're giving them permission to admit stuff they know deep in their heart. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost, I feel validated. In fact, you've oh, heard me share a story word. probably. Yeah, you know, and I was, a, I can remember in high school, or in, in middle school, my old mother grabbing me by the earlobes and saying, Gregory, don't, I knew I was in trouble when she said Gregory, but Gregory, don't you dare start something new until you finish something. Do you understand me? <laughs> well, I grew up thinking I was a bad person, seriously, because I liked starting things and hated finishing them. Um, well, that's now that I know all that I know, I'm a great starter. I'm really good at creating chaos, if you will, or create, you know, creating things. I am horrible at, at yeah, Dave is shaking his head, but I'm really horrible at finishing those things. Well, I had learned, I, that it's not like I'm a bad person, understanding that it was like for the kingdom, how do I harness that for the kingdom? Well, I need to develop a team around me. You know, I never operate by myself. I have people who are great finishers that are work with me and keep me focused. But again, it just had I had these assessments, even in my 20s, it would have helped me. It wasn't until late into my 30s that I come to the understanding that Oh, Greg, you're not a bad person. There are just ways you need to manage your attributes for the mm-hmm. kingdom. Um, so that's usually what, when you go through assessments, we find that in any, whether it's staff, volunteer, wherever it is, we're helping people come to and embrace the way they're, the way they are um, designed by God. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just a matter of, you know, how do I have to harness this for the best of the kingdom? I agree. I think one of the biggest aha moments in my life was around the distest. Not that, it, partly that I understood myself, but more importantly, I think it took the, opened my eyes to the fact that everybody doesn't have the same motivations on the inside. And I was using my, I assumed we all thought the same way and all had the same emotions and motivators on the inside. And so I was judging their intentions or their actions based on my motivations and then finding that they weren't incongruent. So therefore they were doing something wrong. But then when I saw, oh no, we're, we're so different on the inside. It's just like we are on the outside and that's okay. And that's good that it helped me see other people differently. One of the things I would would add is, um, you know, kind of back to Emily's question, you know, how would I use it in ministry and trying to figure this out? And it, it, what I call it, it's an experience gap. So as a pastor or a leader in, in the church, you bring somebody on in a group, and, you know, based on however you figure that out, you know, they were the one that bugged you the most or they talked to you the most. or And so you bring them on in a team. And over the course of three, four, five, six months, you'll know exactly how to work with that person because it'll take some time. But what, what I think you can do, if you can understand the instruments and how, how to provide the assessment, you can shrink that, that time down from six months to maybe a month if you really understand how that person's wired so you don't have to you don't have to work with them over six months to figure that out you could start from the very beginning understanding kind of how they're wired so that 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 six months of pain (laughs) you might have been able to get figured out in the first 30 days and and decide how to manage that so that i call that the experience gap and and it really shrinks that down so and, and i know greg has mentioned this before the assessments aren't perfect so the instruments are not going to be perfect. So you're not going to nail it and, and know exactly. It's going to take experience. It's going to take working with them. It's going to take, you know, trying some things out. But boy, it's a whole lot easier when you can start with that knowledge 
of kind of how that person's wired before you give them a task or give them an assignment and, and know whether or not you can let go of that um, and pass it on to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the instruments that I, that I start every one of my small groups with, that I, and I've been leading groups for 30 some years, but whenever I start a small group, we do spiritual gifts, simple instrument, you know, it's biblical. Everybody feels comfortable with it. And the reason I do that, the, the spiritual gifts is, and I do that Dave, right when we start the group, because it does that very thing. You see someone in the group who, you know, you're able to talk about the differences and someone has in the group who has mercy. Well, you're able to talk about how their heart is really going to bleed for these kinds of things and others who have leadership or other kinds of gifts. And it helps us, John, exactly what you just said in the context of this group, in the forming and storming stage of this group, be able to appreciate each other's strengths, not as threats, Mm -hmm. but as really strengths for the kingdom. And even though they're different from mine, they see all of life differently. They're still, uh, they have strengths to bring that I don't have. And I, and I do the same. So that's, I, I start every small group I do with that, just that one instrument. That's an amazing idea. I mean, even within rock right now, people listening to this podcast could implement that concept where allowing group leaders to send that out to their groups and then having access in their mm -hmm. toolboxes to everybody's results so that they can, have those ahead of time and maybe, you know, kind of compare and contrast, you know, for that first meeting or second meeting. Uh, that's a, that's a great idea. And, and I think it goes back to, to this feature and going back to the features that aren't used. Why are assessments not more commonly used? I think it goes to two. One is uh, uh, visibility. I think the right people in the church who, who are going to be passionate about this concept don't know it exists in rock because they're not coming to the conference. They're not reading the manuals. They shouldn't be there. They're doing other things in their ministry. So it's uh, discovery that these things exist. And then the implementation steps, which are not huge. They're fairly easy. Uh, but both of those barriers are really caused by the people who would be listening to this podcast. So I'd say if you're listening to this podcast, like you need to you know, uh, help the discovery of this. Go to the people in your church who don't know this exists least let them know it exists. And this is a tool set that can easily be rolled out and then be willing to commit the time to it. I think as IT and technical people, we get so excited about, you know, new filters in lava or new this or new that new bright, shiny technical feature. But where's the, where's the spiritual piece of that? It's more of administrative stuff that we tend to like work on instead of the ministry stuff. This is like pure ministry. And so I would just challenge you guys to at least fix the discovery problem. Make sure that the people inside your your staffs know about these assessments and give them some usage. We just talked about mm -hmm. several ideas right here, but there's a million more you could do um, and be willing to then help implement them. Um, and it's it, during COVID, this is a perfect time to be working on this feature. It requires no in-contact touch points. Uh, in fact, it's better if, if you're not being bothered while you take these assessments. <laughs> so get this feature rolled out while you have time. And then it'll, as you come out of COVID, it ought to be in, intern, in, in your internal processes and already working. That's a great point. I, I think maybe one of the other potential stumbling blocks is people aren't sure what to do with the information when it comes back and interpreting it can be challenging and, and you don't want to interpret it the wrong way. But what do you do with it and how do you apply it across groups? And there's some excellent documentation. Um, Greg, that you put together that's inside the rock documentation. Mm -hmm. You have excellent documentation on your website, but it, that can still be uh, a concern. I think people have, but that's something that you can help mitigate as well, right? If they wanted oh, to exactly reach out right. to you and, and yep. talk about how to here. apply this across leadership or groups or. Yep. Yeah, and we've actually put together some online learning 
So if you have somebody that's responsible for groups and, and like you said, Emily, you know, they're afraid they don't know what to do with this information. You know, we have some online learning that they can just go through at their own pace um, and really get a, a much more in-depth view of what's going on with the instruments. That's amazing. Well, I know we need to, to close it out, but I, want, I just want to end on saying thank you, Greg. The, what you've given and the generosity you've put into this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I know, I forget how long ago, it was like almost probably 10 years ago that I first got in contact with, mm-hmm. with you because I was looking for an open source disk test, which was impossible yeah. to find until I found your website and you graciously said yes use it, you know, get it out there. And I just want to tell you that is so rare. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody, especially on these assessments, Mm. it's a very lucrative thing if, if, if you're not generous and I've never seen someone be as generous as you uh, with this. And I just want to thank you on behalf of the rock community for everything that you've done and everything that you continue to do. Well, thank you as metal sharpens metal. So we sharpen one another. And I would tell you, you heard me say earlier that, I am here today and True Wiring exists because of you guys. So thank you. It's been a great partnership. It really has. Yeah. And before we close out, what is your website address that someone can come to to get your online information or to connect with you for uh, additional help with their uh, application of this in their church? So uh, healthygrowingleaders.com is one place to start. Um, truewiring.com um, is where we have more information truewiringforchurches.com, but probably for the online learning, learning.truewiring.com is going to give you the online learning. So I just gave you four URLs, so we can figure that out. I think they're in the documentation too, just so if if you get confused, but that's good. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. And we appreciate you joining us and really speaking into the heart of what's behind the assessments, why they're there. And just, we, we love being able to share your generosity with the rock community. Thank you so much. We love being with you guys. Thank you. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.